0: Welcome to the Heart of Roll America podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Radke, an American cattle rancher and motivational speaker, raising my kids and writing children's books in South Dakota. There's a David and Goliath story unfolding in agriculture today. And I don't know about you, but my money is on the underdog, the hardworking folks who value faith, family, freedom, and their farming communities. This show will highlight the untold stories of these resilient and determined families who I have the great pleasure of meeting in my travels across this nation as an agricultural speaker. It is my hope that their stories will remind us to live with great courage because we are not alone in this fight to keep producers on the land and meet dairy and eggs on the dinner table. Now let's hit the dusty trail together as we uncover the heart of rural America. Welcome to your show. Here's my mom, Amanda Radke. Hey, everybody. It's Amanda Radke for another episode of The Heart of Rural America, where we highlight great people doing inspiring things across this country that we love. And you know, today's guest is a special one, and you're soon going to find out why. But this has been on my list to discuss on the show for quite some time, because when I go across this country speaking to agricultural groups, I never, ever do a speech without including this organization that we're going to be highlighting today, and that is the All-American Beef Battalion. And so today I welcome John Fort to the show. He is one of the volunteers or board of directors, or I guess I don't know what your title would be, but with the All-American Beef Battalion. So John, thank you for coming on the show today. My pleasure. So we have a lot to talk about. Honestly, it's probably going to be emotional. This has been an organization that's very near and dear to my heart, of course, started by a a wonderful man. But before we get started talking about Bill's story, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got involved with the organization.
1: Sure. My name's John Fort. I live in Garden City, Kansas. And um, it was kind of a a coincidence because I had a, a dear friend of mine, Bill Harmon, who I recently lost to ALS here about a year ago. He and I had a, a passion for cooking, and we actually had purchased uh, our first Southern fried cooker. Uh, I had a rotisserie that a friend of mine, we developed some of those. So it's a, a rotisserie smoker that we did quite a few events. I was involved with uh, Beef Empire Days Rodeo, past president of that association. And we We're able to do a lot of things. It was mainly, we we built our trailer from scratch and mounted a 700 Southern Pride. And and we've been adding to that inventory. But back in, I guess it would have been 2008, the recently formed All-American Beef Battalion was able to to land an event in Olathe, Kansas, which I'll get into in a bit. But I got a call from a friend of mine that was actually on the rodeo committee also that was on the board, Larry Bilberry. And he goes, hey, we've got this thing going on. And he explained who and what the All-American Beef Battalion was. And he said, we've got some servicemen that are being deployed to Iraq. Can you come and cook for 450 of them in Olathe? Well, that's just a, it's just about a six hour drive from Gardner City. But I smiled and I said, I'll put a team together. So we loaded up and didn't know how we were going to do it, but we were able to get that event put together and, and, uh, served those people, and then we've been improving and adding ever since, but at that particular point in time, I wasn't on the board. Shortly thereafter, Mr. Brody asked me to serve, and I was uh, vice chair at the time, and currently I'm chair for the All-American Beef Battalion. So
0: So tell us what the All-American Beef Battalion is. What do you guys do?
1: Sure. Mr. Brody, which if you never had the opportunity to to meet and, and visit with him, was quite a spectacular individual. Bill's giving you a little bit of history and how the the brainstorming came about. Mr. Brody was a a Marine uh, in Vietnam, and that was uh, 1967, I think, and he he volunteered, he went over, and when he came home, he came home with two purple hearts. Uh, The second one, he lost a leg. When he came home to the United States, he wasn't treated very well. As those of us that were in that age and era, I was actually drafted in 72 myself, and got lucky and uh, President Nixon decided they didn't need to go. But we had a lot of young men and women that came back that were, they didn't come home to a welcome home parades and all those different things. So Mr. Brody himself was a lifetime rancher and representative for Superior Livestock, which is the video, uh, video in the livestock, which at that particular point in time was uh, a whole new vision uh, of going out to the Ranches, uh, the yards, the, the grow yards, anyhow, and video on the livestock rather than making them go through the trauma of loading them on trucks and trailers and hauling them somewhere and, and going along those routes. So it was quite a new visionary thing started by Jim Odell, who who's, uh, was the representative for superior livestock. But that said, um, going back to 2007, uh, Mr. Brody basically got fed up with some of the negative political rhetoric coming out of our medias that he was listening to. He was a road warrior. He was on the road all the time listening to the radio. And he said, we've got to stop this. We're not going to treat these young men and women the way I was treated when I came home. Mm-hmm. And he said, what better than to feed them a 16, 18 ounce ribeye steak? Uh, it comes from the heart of America. We've got the best beef in the world. Why wouldn't we go feed them a steak, shake their hand and say, thank you for your service? Amanda played a key part in that. Um, we were a 5031c uh, nonprofit organization. So the uniqueness of this is, is Amanda, I think, carried the water in Washington, D.C. to <laughs> President Bush's. Go ahead and explain a little bit of that, that so, she worked through that. It, it was amazing. But,
0: well, how I got plugged into it and Let's be clear. I walked down a hallway, is what my <laughs> contribution was. But I was an 18-year-old kid working as an intern at USDA in Washington D.C. That's when I first met Bill Brody, and our mutual friend Trent Lewis gave me a call and said, "Hey, you work in the USDA office. You're going to be getting a phone call from a guy named Bill Brody, and so expect it." And that's all he said. And pretty soon, I get this call from this gruff Marine, Kansas cowboy. <laughs> It's like, and I, I was super intimidated at first, but he told me, we're going to thank the troops with a stake. And what I need you to do is take my application for this nonprofit down the hall to your secretary of egg and deliver it to him. And, you know, you say, yes, sir, to a Marine. You're like, okay, I, I got it. Like, so I just tootled down the hall and that's all I did. I, I went to the secretary and said, here's, here's this application. And, you know, like, I guess in those things, if you don't have someone on the inside, they can end up in a in a pile for months and months. So it, it maybe expediated the process, but that I believe uh, the nonprofit was approved within within a week, wasn't it? Like really yeah, fast.
1: No, it, was, it was unbelievable. And, and virtually everybody that has any experience with uh, the nonprofit organizations, it's usually uh, anywhere from several months to even up to a year but uh, this one just I, I think they having a beautiful lady carry the carry the water. The message uh, kind of might have played a big part in it. But, well, but it was also I, a great mission.
0: I, I think it's more God putting the right people together at work and using foot soldiers. And, and quite honestly, it was it was probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to me because. Bill didn't just become this gruff Marine cowboy, random guy on the road. He, he became a bonus grandpa to me and he would, he'd spend a lot of time on the road with one leg driving across America and he would call and just check in. And he'd always say, Hey kid, how you doing? And I mean, it never failed. He would check in after I had babies or if I was going through tough things in life and he would just give me that Marine pep talk. Like you got this. And he, he taught me so much about this country and patriotism and leading with a servant heart and putting others before yourself. And I mean, I can't say enough good things about Bill, but he, he genuinely truly became a, a, a bonus grandpa to me. And I'm just so grateful for that first phone call.
1: Yeah, and myself also, it didn't it didn't come from that. But going forward with the mission of the story, my partner and I, Bill Harmon, got a call and and were asked to come and, and cook for 450. They were National Guards that were being deployed out of Olathe, Kansas. That was April 26th of 2008. And ironically, Bill, the founder, wasn't able to make that event. The very first one, he wasn't. But he also had something that was very special, and his his children, for his anniversary for his wife and himself, had purchased a trip to Hawaii, which would be pretty tough to turn down, even though yeah but, but
0: oh, cowboy on the beach i don't know how did he handle
1: yeah, it Yeah, you know I, I i really can't vision bill in shorts but <laughs> no. put it in you know <laughs> but you know i'm guessing cowboy hat and blue jeans but, but he, he still had a good time but, but he
0: loved this family so much he would go to hawaii yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah he did but we were able to he called and he said can you do it i said yeah i don't know how uh, never fed 450 at one time so we uh Hauled two of our smokers down. We got it done and came back, and it was quite an experience because we were, we were given an actual challenge coin, which was new to me. Um, But that was for uh, in the military, that's a a coin that's given to you for going above and beyond and serving extraordinarily, and so that was very heartwarming.
0: The Heart of Rural America is presented to you by my dear friends at CK6 Consulting, a cattle business consulting service with a purebred Angus focus. I recently joined the CK6 crew, and I would love to connect with you at an upcoming sale. Check out the sale calendar at ck6consulting.com to learn more about opportunities to invest in elite Angus genetics coming from our progressive and innovative clients who truly exemplify what it means to be the heart of rural America. And for all your semen needs, visit ck6source.com, an online stud service that features some of our clients' top-performing bulls. Give Chris Earle, Wes Teeman, Cody Fleeman, or myself a call with any questions or business inquiries you may have. CK6 is all about families helping families, and I'm so proud and grateful to be a part of it. Now let's get back to the show.
1: Shortly after that, things started picking up through, and, and it's mainly word of mouth. Uh, the uniqueness of our organization is, is, again, that we're 100% nonprofit. There's nobody in our organization that gets paid, so it's all volunteers. Bill and I were fortunate enough to be in a position to uh, add additional equipment. We now have 12 different trailers, smokers uh, mounted with convection ovens. Uh, we're very mobile. We've got a service trailer that got us jump started, and and we've actually been very very fortunate. The unique our, unique part is, is is most all of these events are held on base, so you don't get a lot of public exposure. But what we do get is is a tremendous amount. Our our mission and our goal is our, our mission is basically to serve returning, deploying active members and their families a stake and shake their hand and say thank you. And we've been very, very fortunate uh, to date. We've been in 28 states and currently have had a little over 433,000. We've been in Gulfport, Mississippi, we've had 3,000 there. We've been in Pendleton, uh, San Diego, and we've had 4,500 Marines there. We've been in Washington State. We've had Marines there, uh, Washington, D.C., which is probably one of the most heartwarming, uh, I don't know respect, I don't know what it is, but uh, Walter Reed, we've had 450 of our servicemen and women that were recovering there. And, um, and that'll bring you to tears. But, and and everywhere in between. So we're, we're mobile. I uh, guess we've done large feeds uh, the largest we've done we've done in el paso we've had uh, five thousand servicemen service men and women that were being deployed during the heat of, of iraq and afghanistan and it's it's amazing to to see these young i, I call them kids they're not they're young men and women that uh, are heading out and returning and it's it's been quite an adventure truthfully the rewards for myself is just having the opportunity the unique part is, is I mentioned earlier that I was drafted in 1972 and it was quite an experience because I don't know those that were never in that situation. And uh, they took me to Amarillo, Texas and, and it's kind of a humiliating experience with, you know, drop your drawers and all that good stuff, but they, they do the physical aspect. I'm sorry, Amanda, okay. <laughs> but it is what it is. And yep, yep. Uh, uh, they said, you're good to go. And, and so then I had recruits from the Marines, every branch, and said, you know, buddy plan, do this, join, you can go and do whatever you want. And I said, well, just let me know. I've already enrolled in college. Long story short, I didn't have to go, uh, but my youngest brother followed in Bill Brody's footsteps, and he became a Marine from, from his youth. And it was one of those, I'd, I'd lost my father at a pretty young age, so my older brother, myself, and my next younger brother kind of stepped in with my mom to help him and got him into college. And long story short, he ended up joining the Marines. He said, you need to be in the service. I'm going to be the best. I want to be a Marine. And uh, honestly, one of the most heartwarming, exciting uh, moments I've ever seen is when I went to his Marine Corps graduation. I've never seen anything like that. Wow. He came back to college, and uh, shortly thereafter, uh, he was called up for duty in des- Desert Storm, so he went and served there. But I have all the respect in the world for him, and uh, it meant the world to me. And, and and so I know the emotional side of having family serve, so that family is just as important as those that are serving, not because they're on the front lines, but the the, the fear that maybe these young men and women won't come home. But, and we've had the opportunity to to – Feed these young men and women a mistake and we had one specific event in in colorado springs which i think was about 700 uh, service men and women that were being deployed and we pulled in and part of what we have to go through is a pretty pretty rigorous background check and then you have what we call the, the service men and women food police but they check everything else to make sure and, and there's a vast majority of our members have, have taken the, the culinary courses that are required to, to go feed and make sure everybody's safe. We did that at Camp Pendleton with the Marines, which was kind of fun. It mm-hmm. was a full day. <laughs> but anyhow, they teach you to, to make sure that you feed everybody safe. And what we do is, is on the site, everything's hot. We do a, a 16, 18-ounce ribeye. We do cheesy potatoes. We do corn yeast buns, and then we do cookies and and drinks, so it's a full meal. We're set up, and so we can go. We're very mobile. Mr. Brody had quite the vision. Uh, I I have to applaud him and Jim Odle for both stepping up and coming up with a vision, and we've been able to carry that forward, and uh, it's been quite an honor. The the event in Colorado Springs that I started to tell you about, we pulled in on, on a Friday, and they wanted us we had one of those guys that was kind of a pain, but we, we pulled our equipment in on the Friday evening and then we stayed the night and then get up at 5.36 in the morning, get to base and go through their clearances and get on. And as we put up with the, their checks, you know, where the, where the cans of corn come from, where'd the beef come, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We had to verify and prove that it was, and I understand it. I mean, it's a uh, young men and women's health is critical. But as it went forward, <laughs> it started snowing, and literally we were coming in and going back out from our equipment cooking. And you go out, my cowboy hat on, and come back in. I had about two inches of snow on it every time I was in and out. So that when it was all said and done, they had 17 inches of snow. And I think in that particular instance, the first time they'd ever closed the base in, in Colorado Springs' is history, Fort uh, wow. Carson. And so my concern was, is are we going to have any of these? folks here. And so when I went into the gym, it was packed. It was amazing. Wow. Um, those young men and women wanted to be there for their spouses that were being deployed. And it's quite a heartwarming, uh, wrenching combination to see those loved ones that are being deployed with their young children. And the commander at the particular time, we had a lot of conversations and he actually communicated with me after he got to uh, Afghanistan. And on the, on the heart side of things, uh, about six weeks in, I got a, uh, an email from him that said they'd been hit. And they'd lost four of these members. So from the heartwarming standpoint, we were able to provide a good meal and say thank you for your service. Uh, yeah. They came home, but not the way you want them to. Anyhow, that was, that was the emotional thing. But a lot of them, we've had some great stories. <clears throat> and we've had some uh, opportunities to, to travel. We set up. Uh, we cook. We get to meet. We actually get to shake the hands of these young men and women and say thank you. The hard part about that is, is, is these these guys want to say thank you to us. Nobody's ever done anything like this for us. Right, uh, and, and that's not
0: what uh, you're there for.
1: <laughs> that's and, and, and so no, no. This this is we're here to say thank you, and they're going no, no. You don't understand. This is nobody does this for us. Uh,
0: I, I was in pier for, for a steak, yeah. beef. I think it was what, 2012, maybe 2011, yeah. but yeah, to see these families with these servicemen and women sitting down for a meal, a full steak yeah. dinner. Some of them haven't even had a steak before wildly. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they're getting right. like the best of the best beef that they get to enjoy with their family and they get served by a cowboy, by a rancher, by, by yeah. a guy that's saying, I just want to tell you, thank you. I always tell people in my speeches, people don't care about what we say we do in agriculture. They don't wanna hear the science and the research to, to no. uh, debate the activist groups, but we win the battle when we show people our hearts. And to me, this that's there's perfect. no better heart than what the All-American Beef Battalion does. It combines everything that's great and pure and wonderful about this country into these events. And I guess for me, Obviously we lost Bill Brody um, during the pandemic mm-hmm. and being at his funeral and it was a full steak feed. We, you had the cookers okay. going. It was yes. a full military salute to this wonderful Marine and very hard to experience. It was very emotional because this is, this is a giant of a man. I don't, I don't know how better to describe them than Bill Brody was and is always going to be in my mind, a giant, a hero. Yes. And uh, yes. but it was so heartwarming to me to see The outpouring of support, the financial dollars that were donated and tribute to Bill, and then knowing that his team of volunteers, you all, are willing to carry on the torch and keep it going. And uh, so I guess thank you. I know you don't want to hear thank you, but thank you for doing it. I I don't take for granted the time it takes to do it. But I also know these men and women need a thank you once in a while, too. And so your ability to give it to them in the best way, I think, is possible with a ribeye steak dinner. It's very commendable. And it's why I'm just so passionate. I know you guys can't like do a lot of press because you're on these bases, but it's why I can't stop talking about you guys because it's just so incredible. There's nothing like it out there that, that exists.
1: No. And truthfully it's exhilarating because we've got such a, a a good base of volunteers and then carrying forward, uh, we've extended it to a lot of the 4-H groups and the FFA groups so that these young men and women actually have an opportunity to come on base and, and also meet our service men and women that are, are protecting, you know, that they're, they're the ones that allow us to have the life that we have, the freedoms that we have, And um, for them to get to shake hands with some of these young men and women and, and, and see their families and, and the emotion. I, I think it's a tremendous reward for them also, but it also, simply because some of us are getting old. <laughs> We're also hoping to bring new members in so that we yeah. can carry this board. Uh, and, it, and it is a it is a, a group that survives off of charitable contributions. I think, Amanda, you're doing a great job with this, but this is this is just one of the things that we do here specifically, and it's, it's a seasoning. It's a seasoning that I developed, and I actually had patented with waltonink.com, and, and that seasoning's been... All over the nation, and well over 400,000 steaks that we've put that on. And seasoning-wise, these guys out of Waltons um, put this together. They helped us design it and and package it, and it can be purchased uh, through Waltons or through Amanda. She's actually selling for us also, and several of the other outlets. But it's pretty good seasoning, and for every it's one really of these, that's Really
0: good.
1: Well, <laughs> so, uh, time to be. But but anyhow, yeah, it, it, and it's uh, it's natural. It has some natural enzymes that actually break down the steak And, and it, it's phenomenal because when we pulled in, when we first started uh, my land, I had, I don't know, two or 3,000 metal forks and knives. And we don't use those anymore. It's all done with plastic. And everybody says, you can't eat a ribeye with a plastic fork and plastic knife. <laughs> and that you can't. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Being very modest. John is an incredible cook, an incredible griller. (laughs) He, you, you understand beef very well and know how to prepare it. So it's a, it's a great beef eating experience every time. And yeah, the seasoning is just the cherry on top and I'll link it in the show notes too. So everyone can grab some, the sales support, the all-American beef battalion. I guess while we're talking about that, how can people support the beef battalion? What are the different ways?
1: Certainly, it's it's all off of uh, charitable contributions, and, and it's been amazing to, to see, see those numbers come in because we we've had literally widows uh, from their spouses served in World War II that will send in five or ten dollars with a note that said, you know, anybody that will serve a state to uh, my husband would be proud, and we want to support. And, and we've also got very very fortunate. We've had the Colorado corn growers have been a tremendous supporter of, of our industry with with uh, contributions that, that go out. And, and like I said, 100% of that money goes to feeding and serving our military. And as we all know, the, the cost of beef has increased dramatically, but we're in a good spot right here in Southwest Kansas, unbeknownst to me, but with what we call the Golden Triangle, it's Garden City, Kansas, Dodge City, Kansas, and Liberal, Kansas. They call it kind of the Golden Triangle, but we actually were credited with the uh, producing 25 percent of the nation's processing 25 percent of the nation's beef right in this corner so uh, that came out you know when people were wearing the mask and afraid to go to the store and everything else but we still have pretty good access to good beef and and we've got tremendous support from the ag and and from uh, charitable individuals they just I, I can't count the times that mr brody very commonly as a road warrior as we saw he stopped to fill up his vehicle and he had an All-American Beef Battalion uh, magnetic sign on the side of his vehicle and people would walk up and give him a 50 or a 100 or or just shake his hand and say thank you for what you're doing because it's, it's something that our young men and women need to have. And and we, we get a lot of calls, and, and basically our inquiries come mainly through military and word of mouth, um, and it's grown. Uh, in fact, I just recently fielded uh, a, a call where we're – looking working at right now to go to Fort Campbell um, and it's Nightstalkers, which is a special forces group. And they've never had anything like this done. Well, you know, it's Fort Campbell's in Kentucky. That's only 11 and a half hours, not a bad drive.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. how
1: we made everything out here is right? by the miles. That's but... how I
0: operate too. The Heart of Rural America is presented in part by Lynn's Heritage Angus and meets by Lynn's. Founded in 1963 as a Chicago neighborhood butcher shop and growing to an international supplier of high-quality beef in the white tablecloth space, Meats by Lynn's is a four-generation, family-owned business. The Lynn's Heritage Angus Program was developed to allow for greater control of the end product, a focus on using elite Angus genetics while also managing the feed, environment, age, and weight of the cattle, allows fred linds and his crew the ability to source the very best beef produced from the heart of their angus program meeting and exceeding the needs of their customers worldwide discover more at lindsheritageangus.com and shop for beef at shoplinds.com use code amanda20 to save 20 percent on your next beef purchase that's a pretty sweet deal my fellow beef lovers Working cattle can be stressful at times, but the job is made so much easier with equipment that is safe, strong, and simply designed. I highly recommend real tough livestock equipment for all your working facility needs. We just installed the deluxe chute at Radke Land and Cattle, and it has been an absolute game changer as we run cows through our chute during AI season. It's durable and easy to use, and it's made to last a lifetime. Realtuff offers a wide range of products, including calving barns, panels, loading chutes, tubs, alleys, and portable working systems. Manufactured in the US of A, Realtuff is family owned and operated. Their commitment to helping farm and ranch families truly exemplifies what this show is all about. Learn more at realtuff.com, that's T U F F, and be sure to tell them Amanda sent you to receive an extra bonus with your order. Let's get you some iconic, green, real tough equipment headed your way. I promise you're going to love it. Bill was kind of an adrenaline junkie, as you know. Oh, geez, yeah. (laughs) You would think now that I'm traveling so much, I've done almost 100 speeches in the last 18 months, so I'm all over. I still drive like a grandma, though. Like, I'm not quite Bill's speed I'm just, like, pedal to the metal and let's go. And I know there's lots of stories of Bill getting out yeah, of yeah. tickets because he could
1: just talk his way out of. Yeah. And, and he, he did say when he got the purple heart on his tag from Kansas, which was uh, something that he deserved. He said a lot of our officers, patrolmen, they see that. And then they kind of ask what he's doing. And he said, I'm headed to a feed. I was at you know, a, a superior livestock auction. Yeah. I've got another 10 hours to go. And they said, drive safe. I think he told me, yeah, it got stopped twice within 30 minutes and I'm going, Bill.
0: (laughs) Nobody can talk his way out of a speeding ticket like Bill Brody. But going back, you had mentioned just kind of seeing kind of the healing of people enjoying this meal and being told thank you. I would say as far as, you know, Bill and and many like him that served their country and and saw great loss and death and and sacrifice. um, And he carried it with him his whole life. I do know it was really beautiful to see the healing that happened. I know he would talk about going to speak to the wounded warriors. And yes. I think it was just as therapeutic for Bill as it was for the warriors of like, Hey, I I'm, I'm doing things with my life, even though I've lost a limb, even though I've lost friends, even though I carry all these things from my time in Vietnam with me, like you can still go on to do amazing things. Did he talk to you about that too? I'm sure he did.
1: Oh, he he did. And in, in fact, we had, and and you can actually go look at uh, YouTube and All American Beef Battalion, Superior Livestock have the ability to to do some videos, and and one of them was in Ogden, which is just outside of Fort Riley, and we did a Wounded Warrior event there, and and uh, Susie McIntyre actually came in and, and sang, which is Reba McIntyre's sister, and I think she's just as talented, and she's darn sure as pretty, but. She came in and sang, and so that one you can go to uh, YouTube and look up All American Beef Battalion. That will be one of the videos. We've got some others. One of them when we were in El Paso feeding uh, 5,000, that was quite a good event, and then a couple of them from Colorado Springs. Our website is stakesfortroops.com, and and you can go there. Uh, We're in the process of adding some new higher tech uh, abilities to, to send monies, but either way you can go on if somebody wants to make a, a contribution they can contact myself amanda uh, or go to stakesfortroops.com and, and see the addresses and paypal i think i don't know but we're in the process of of enhancing that and making it easier because we, we still uh, even though currently technically i guess we're not at war um, we've got a lot of challenges out there i, I know just last year we we did a, a nice event in Salina, Kansas. where uh, with the Marines and, and the Air Force, and they're actually uh, a group that were practicing to go in prior to insurgents. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, war, and, and setting up so that they could conduct airstrikes, and it was quite a fascinating experience and, and discussion with the major there that uh, I thoroughly enjoyed and learned a lot, and that's one of the things that's pretty unique and and then I have the opportunity to visit with these people. Uh, I know another event that we were at, we had, the commander was there and he came out and when we were cleaning up after the event, but his first sergeant was there and he, he mentioned when he was in Iraq, he said, you know, you know, it's real when you're in your Humvee going into one of the communities and all of a sudden you feel the brass raining down on your Humvee from the Apache that's right up above that's clearing the way for you. He said... That that, that, you know it's real then.
0: Wow. Wow. It takes such great sacrifice to serve our country. And I think we can often take that for granted. And, you know, I, my husband says veterans don't like this, but I would disagree. But I, I say in my speeches, I always ask, you know, are there any veterans in the crowd? And mm. I have met some of the most amazing, incredible people on the road doing that. And when the Marines, especially, and the Vietnam vets raise their yeah. hands, mm. I get to go give them a big hug and I get to tell them about my hero. And it's, it's just pretty amazing. It's actually just hard to put into words. And, you know, I, I tried to stick to 30 minutes on this show and I always have yeah. a hard time sticking to that yeah. because yeah. there's yeah. such great stories to tell. But if I could share one of the ways that you can support the Beef Battalion, and I had to go grab this, is through my book, yeah. Faith yes, yes. Faith Freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's available yeah. on my website and a dollar of every book sold goes back to the battalion. But what makes this book special? I mean, obviously there's imagery of, of veterans and servicemen and women and patriotic images and and images of faith that kind of inspire that next generation to hold those values dear. Um, But I started working on this book with Michelle Weber when Bill was still alive. And I had told him, Bill, I'm writing this book and I'm going to dedicate it to you. And, you know, sadly, he never got to see the book, but Bill is in the front, the front cover. It's dedicated to him, this picture of him and I in Pierre, And I just thank my hero. And so I, I hope I make him proud. I, I, I never did get to show him the book, but if I could share the last conversation I had with Bill, um, and I it, it's going to make me tear up, but I got the blessing of a lifetime that Bill, what did he pass in early January? He called me Christmas Eve, which I said it was the best Christmas present I could have ever gotten. Just randomly called me. He's in the hospital suffering with COVID. And I mean, it makes me so mad that COVID got my my hero. But yeah. He called me and he was full of fire and vinegar like he always always is. It doesn't matter if he was in a hospital bed, probably couldn't get out of bed himself, but he was still yeah. Bill. And, you know, he's telling me I'm getting out of here. And we're we're talking about the challenges facing this country. You know, he would get worked yeah. up. I would get worked up. And I'm looking at this this giant of a man and saying, what are we going to do for my kids, my grandkids? Like, this is a hard time to be raising kids in this country. It's There's so much mm. coming at us. And my favorite speech from Bill Brody, he's ever given me my favorite pep talk. He told me, Amanda, and I got to bleep out the Marine words here, but he said, Amanda, when I get out of here, you and me are headed to the foxhole and we're going to fight these blankety blank commies together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so anytime I'm having a bad day or I'm getting mad about what Biden's doing or whatever's going on in this country, I just think. Bill wants me in the foxhole and I better keep up the fight because that's what he would have done if, if he was here. So it's nice. amazing to be able to have those those mentors and those heroes to to try to live up
1: to. Well, you and I are very fortunate because I also got that same Christmas Eve call, which was heartwarming because I, I knew that there was a struggle and I just with his family pretty regular and Bill wasn't always able to get on the phone and talk. But when he when I looked down and I saw Bill Brody, I thought, Holy smokes, Christmas Eve. Yeah. You mentioned hero a couple of times. And I, I tell people myself, I said, my heroes don't wear capes. They, they wear or wore dog tags. And those yep. are my heroes.
0: Yep, absolutely. And by, I, I just have to say, you know, one last story of Bill before we wrap, mm-hmm. his purple heart was stolen from him, correct? Yes. So talk about the full circle moment of being able to Make that yeah. right the ship yeah. there. because no, I think no. people should know this. When I, I guess just to set it up, when when you mentioned that he was treated poorly when he came home yeah. from Vietnam, if if people don't know history or if they're young, the Vietnam yeah. War was not very popular, and back at home in the states, there were protests, and the the yeah. military men and women were being spit on and called awful names, and it was a really tough, not not tough, it was devastating to come it home.
1: Bill
0: his whole life, he carried that pain, <clears throat> that anger of that his citizens would treat him that way.
1: But well, the unique thing about that was Bill Regular. Of course, he was national, and I was in Garden. But he, when he was coming through, he'd pull in, and, and we we'd talk because we got this coming, we got this coming. And in passing, this was probably five or six years into it, and he mentioned that he still had his one purple heart that, that Linda, his wife, had in his room. But he on his way home. Vietnam to Philadelphia for his recovery somebody stole his purple heart out of his bag I it just he sit there and it was just like he somebody ran over me with a semi I said what you know I couldn't believe that mm-hmm. and immediately I said we've got to fix this and we uh, I actually reached out to spider Richards uh, Douglas Richards who was a retired two-star air force and I said is there a way that we can get his purple heart that he earned and deserves you know his second purple heart and he said, "Well, yeah, you could probably go to the PX." And I said, "No, we're not going to do that. Uh, we we want to do it the right way." Yeah. And and so we went through. And we actually had in in Fort Carson, we had a Wounded Warrior event where there's a, a Wounded Warrior team that comes in and plays ball. And we coordinated and helped put that together. And at Fort R- or at Fort Riley, I'm sorry. And uh, I was able to 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 get. Uh, Barrett and Amy, his children, at that particular point, Linda had passed. But uh, they went back and and went through the proper procedures um, and went back to the Ashland and and were able to prove that, yes, he was, in fact, hit the second time. He, in fact, lost it. You know, I had to go through all the paperwork. They researched this. The whole time, Bill didn't know anything about it. Um, and they had a, a softball game, um, which these young men, without – limbs, uh, you know, the spring legs. Uh, anyhow, they were phenomenal. The unique thing is, is that we had some uh, Kansas City Royals and some retired football players that were all played with the, material, the military. So they had their team and then we had the wounded warrior team. Well, the wounded warrior team actually kicked their butt. <laughs> but at the end of it, it's, it's kind of been a, a unique, uh, again, that them wanting to say thank you to us. But uh, a lot of times they'll call members of the Beef Council, particularly Bill, because he was chairman at the time, uh, up, and they would give us a, a plaque or a coin or whatever it is, and say thank you. And so he called Mr. Brody out to the pitcher's mound. I, I have a picture of it in my office with him and his his paw, which is about that much bigger than mine, of the he Purple the Heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and another one with with tears running down his eyes because he 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 got his Purple Heart, and uh, that was. Uh, I actually had people who said, Ford, don't you ever do that again because I I can't have it.
0: (laughs) I can't even handle listening to it. It makes me tear up. Yeah. uh, That right there is the heart of Rural America, though. We we take care of our own and we honor our heroes and we we serve in our communities. We thank our troops. We understand that freedom doesn't come free. We honor those that are willing to make the ultimate sacrifice, not just to the men and women who serve, but it's a family affair where these whole families are sacrificing so much to send a loved one overseas. And, and so I, I think the All-American Beef Battalion truly represents what this show is all about, what we are all about in rural America. And and John, it was just an honor to sit down with you and, and talk to you today about it.
1: Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And, and I really thank you for, for carrying the message forward because it, At least in my opinion, it's something that's very valuable in our young men and women. And certainly, uh, even the the majors, the generals, for them to have an opportunity, we actually bring a a new spirit to to the service men and women. And as difficult as it is, I I watched my little brother head off for Desert Storm uh, in Kansas City. And I I wouldn't say goodbye. I'll see you later. Saying goodbye wouldn't work.
0: No, it doesn't work. On that, mm-hmm. if this if this show moved you today, please go support the All-American Beef Battalion at stakesfortroops.com. I'll leave all the links in the show notes so that you can mm-hmm. make a taxable donation to, to the battalion. And I guess we'll end with this. This show was is dedicated to our dear friend, the late
1: Bill Brody, Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Thank you, Amanda.
0: Thank you for tuning into the show. If you found value in the message, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe and share to help spread the word. Until next time we meet on the Dusty Trail, I'm Amanda Radke, and this is The Heart of Roll America.